Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the World Football Index Scouting Spotlight Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Miller, here in the States, back from my South American adventure. Pleased to be joined, as always, by Tom Robinson. Tom, you're back home as well. We've both been touring the world, but it's time to get back to profiling some South American footballers, no? Yeah, exactly. You know, no rest for the wicked. And I, unfortunately, I haven't been able to go quite as far afield as you, but, you know, at least uh, sticking to uh, another Portuguese speaking country. Um, so, yeah, nice, nice and rested and, and ready to start, you know, hitting up a lot of these uh, scouting spotlight pods again. It's a perfect time for it, too, with the transfer window, you know, right in full swing in Europe, getting a lot of names being thrown out there. It always seems to come this time of year. And one name that we've heard a lot of recently is the player that we'll be profiling on this show, and that is Luan of Gremio, uh, the 24-year-old attacker who has been a starter for the club out of Porto Alegre in the south of Brazil for about four years now. He's featured on, on the Brazilian Olympic national team, uh, but has not featured for a full Brazil squad under Chich yet. Tom Luan, a very intriguing player, a player that I know both of us have had our eyes on for a couple years now. And it's kind of always been the question of when will he go? We're getting more rumors this window. It certainly seems like this could be the time for him. Yeah, it finally seems like he's he's going to make that long-awaited move to Europe now. Liverpool, the team, have really been linked with him heavily. Um, I know that in the past, uh, Leicester as well were, were a team that have, uh, have been touted as a potential destination and uh, Sampdoria had a had a bid turned down for him so he's someone who's gaining a lot of attention and sort of coming to a real you know interesting crossroads in his career you know he's a late developer by Brazilian standards and um, what with the World Cup coming up you know is it going to be the time to, to stick or twist for him so uh, he's probably arguably the best attacking player in Brazil right now, would you say, Austin? If he's not the best attacking player, he's certainly one of the best. He's a, he's a winger, you know, kind of in that traditional Brazilian style of winger. Loves to cut in, loves to get his shot off, loves to create plays from that position. You know, can feature in other spots, but I think he's most useful cutting in from the wing as far as a, him as a player is concerned. Yeah, he's incredibly talented and he really does stick out every time you see him play on the football pitch. Yeah, certainly. Uh, he's someone that is from mainly from Libertadores watching from from my point of view. He's always been part of one of those players who, who looks like he can create something out of nothing. He's got that typical Brazilian dribbling at, at fast pace, can change that direction quickly, he can thread a lovely through ball through. So he's the type of player that really captures your imagination. I mean, did, did you get a chance to see him in person when you're out there recently, Austin? I actually did. I got to see Gremio play in Porto Alegre against Corinthians in a match that was first and second at the top of the table. Unfortunately, as far as the spectacle was concerned, Corinthians didn't allow it to be much of a spectacle. Uh, they did what they typically do, sat back, absorbed pressure, uh, and Luan did not have his best game as a player. Uh, he had a couple of dangerous moments, but the worst moment for him was late on trailing 1-0 in about the 75th minute. Gremio actually won a penalty. Uh, Luan stepped up to take it and tried to do a little head game with the Corinthians goalkeeper Cassio. He hesitated, stuttered, and then kicked it straight at him. Uh, and Calcio made the save. And that's actually probably one of the biggest weaknesses in his game is he's not a good penalty taker, which I don't think is necessarily a big a big dark spot for him. But I think he probably needs to stop taking penalties because his conversion rate is about 50% this year. And that's certainly not the rate that you want of somebody taking your penalties. So it wasn't the best game for him. 
but you could tell by the way that the crowd reacted to how he was playing. You know, there were 55,000 people in the stadium at this match. There was definitely more expectations for him, but they definitely also were aware of how talented he is and, and he would get the ball and you would feel as though he could do something. It wasn't his best game, but you still felt like he had that ability to make something happen, to, to make something happen out of nothing, like you said, which is one of his strengths as a player. I think you've hit the nail on the head with a couple of points there. I was was actually talking to um, a big Gremio fan on on Twitter, a guy called Mauricio, who's who's definitely worth a worth a follow. For things Gremio, he sort of really he said that this penalty taking aspect is quite a weak point. And and as you said, like so this consistency in his game, which maybe before was a bit of a problem. It seems like this year the Gremio fans and the Brazilian public in general are, are, are really sort of seeing a more consistent game and he's always going to be moving he's always going to look for f- space between the lines and and as you say i think he's he's now sort of finding that consistency where he he might not have done in the past so do you think it's actually benefited him that he's he's stayed in brazil at that little bit longer i do think so it has and as you said he's a bit of a less traditional brazilian prospect considering he is 24 uh and by that age most talented brazilians have have already fled the country if you will you know they've gone over to europe at least once and and maybe they've returned if things haven't worked very well but he's played for gremio basically his entire professional career as i said this is now his fourth season as a starter for gremio that doesn't happen very often in Brazil. Even among players who stay in Brazil, they tend to switch clubs very regularly. So to have been in an outfit for four years, even with managers changing and even with players changing around him, I certainly think he's found that comfort zone. This is a Gremio attack that has been together for for a decent amount now by Brazilian standards and I think he's starting to find that rhythm of playing with the players you know that he's played with Douglas in the midfield hasn't been playing this year because of a a bad leg injury but he was a player that I thought Luan paired very well with Lucas Barrios uh, the Potawayan striker has been a player that Luan has teamed up with very very well this year he's the type of striker that has allowed Luan to to play those balls into the box, whether they be high, Barrios can go up and get them, or to play them low into his feet. So I think that's been a really good pairing. And yeah, I do think he has found that comfort level and that consistency that can so often be the biggest question for these players that we see coming out of South America. It's always, yes, he's shown flashes, but can he do it at that level consistently? And that is kind of what makes the difference between the very good prospects and the prospects you're kind of just taking a hit on, you know? I mean, personally, I definitely think that the sort of more attack-minded coaches like Machado and Renato Gaucho have have helped him flourish because, I mean, I think I'm right in saying that when, when Scolari was in charge, he didn't really kind of have as much of an impact. Maybe that was because he was younger, but surely the kind of defensive football as well probably didn't didn't help his thing. So I think the main question that a lot of people from Europe are going to be asking is, why is it, why is it taking him this long? Like, what, what do you reckon? You know, the reason for his kind of belated move to Europe, as it as it seems like it's going to be. You know, what do you reckon the the reason for that is, Austin? I think some of it has been due to the fact that he was fairly slow in arriving on the scene and even on the radar of big European clubs. It wasn't really until last year's Olympics that Luan kind of became a big name coming out of Brazil. If you'll remember uh, those Olympics on Brazilian soil, he was a member of that squad, did not start for Brazil in the first two matches. Uh, Those were the nil-nil draws that 
kind of left the whole country scared of what would happen next. And then the change was made by that Brazilian team. He was put into the starting lineup for their final group stage match, which turned out to be a 4-0 win against Denmark, and then proceeded to start every match through to the gold medal for Brazil. And was really, really dangerous and really, really impressive. Uh, he formed a very great attacking trio with the obviously talented Neymar and then Gabriel Jesus, who we've seen be so successful uh, at Palmeiras and then, of course, at Manchester City. And so that was kind of the moment when I think everybody else kind of picked up on, Ooh, this guy is really talented. It was the biggest stage that he had really impressed on thus far. Gremio hadn't been terribly impressive in last year's Libertadores. They fell out in the round of 16 pretty handily to Rosario Central. He wasn't great in that competition. But since that Olympics last August, he went on a great run of form for Gremio down the stretch. Last year, they were Copa do Brasil champions, which was a big title for them and their manager, Renato Gaúcho. And then this year in the Libertadores, he's played incredibly well, scoring five goals in six matches for Gremio. So I think some of it is Europe... It's not that they didn't know about him. You know, I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to to scouts in that they're aware of pretty much everybody that's in Brazil. But that was when he kind of showed that he's going to definitively have the talent to make this move to Europe. As you said, Liverpool have been have been sniffing around for about a year now. Uh, I think some of it has been he really likes where he's at with Gremio. You know, as I said, he's been there for four years now. It's not often you see that in Brazil. And he's been very successful there. Uh, he's won a domestic cup. They have a very good squad this year. I think they would rightfully fancy themselves as as a team that could lift the Libertadores. And so there hasn't been a, a necessity for him to move until he feels like he's found that right situation. And maybe right now is that time. But we see this all the time. And especially as we record these with the World Cup one year from now in mind, would it be a good move for Luan to go somewhere in Europe where things are less certain when he's still trying to get on the radar of Cheech and of Brazil and, and maybe on that plane to Russia in a 23-man squad? I think that's a big question that he, Luan himself, needs to be able to answer right now. You touched on some really interesting points there and the whole sort of specter of the, the Brazilian you know, World Cup selection hovering over him. I think it applies to him more than almost any other player that we've we've profiled. You know, he he's got some obviously some guys ahead of him like Neymar and Gabriel Jesus. Um, but he's also, I guess, what with his versatility of being able to play in that kind of line behind a striker or maybe even playing as a false nine. You know, these guys like Firmino, Coutinho, even Gabigol potentially, I guess, being in that question depending on the season that he has. So yeah, you kind of think, ah, oh, is he gonna? Is he going to stay and and then sort of you know if if he doesn't have a great World Cup then he's you know nearing twenty five and you know our club's going to take a gamble on him are Gremio going to get as much money for him you know you also think maybe clubs are thinking hey this guy could be you know something of a well for the for the vast majority of the public you know an an unknown star who could who could go on and have an amazing tournament maybe they want to get in there before his price rockets up even further I mean some of the some of the deals that are happening in this window have been in involving some ludicrous money so the the kind of price tag of around 25 22 million euros in today's market for a player especially who's proven himself on on, on a regular basis now for Gremio over the last year it, you know seems like fairly good relatively risk-free sort of transfer I would I wouldn't want to say <laughs> what the best move would be for him really I think he's ready for Europe and I think as is always the case can he go somewhere where he's getting a lot of a lot of football you know that's I think that's probably the most important 
thing because the worst thing would be to go somewhere and and then not get any game time you know so yeah it's, it's a difficult one i mean you've said before that you see him kind of maybe on the right of a front three do you, do you think he's where do you think in the pecking order uh luan fits in this brazil squad and you know let's say he either stays or he moves and has a good season somewhere how likely do you think he is to be uh, in russia for brazil it's difficult because that is a position on the brazil squads that is there are a lot of options for cheech to select from um i think that is his best position i think that's where he's most comfortable i think that's where he's he's shown to be most dangerous for gremio um just last night in a match against flamengo he scored a goal that was assisted by some poor defending from flamengo but that was very impressive dribbled through a couple of defenders got inside the box and then finished very calmly with his left foot to beat the keeper and that's the type of play that he can bring is he can break down a defense and brazil i would think we'll be seeing that a lot at the world cup i think that's going to be the best way to try to break down brazil because if you give them space uh, the wingers and, and gabriel jesus in that striker role will be so dangerous to deal with but these things can change so quickly you know one summer ago Gabriel Barbosa, Gabigol, was the number nine for Brazil at the Copa America Centenario. Admittedly, that was a weaker Brazil squad and it was a poorly managed Brazil squad, but he was top of the pecking order. And now one year later, he's made a move to Inter Milan that I think we can all agree did not work out. And he's pretty far outside of the picture at this point. So it is crucial for Luan, if he is to get into that conversation, to be in a position where he's still playing and still playing well. I think he can make a move and still make the roster, but I think there is a bit of risk associated with that when he knows, as long as he's at Gremio, written in pen on every single starting 11 will be his name on the right wing. And that's there's a certain amount of comfort to that, to say the least. As far as the proposals, uh, the offers that we've seen so far, Sampdoria did make an official offer to Gremio. They offered 16 million euros. Gremio pretty quickly and, and, and handedly said, no, we're not going to accept that. The number seems to be 22 million euros. As you said, that price seems to be pretty good for a player like Luan, who obviously any move is a bit of a risk, but I think he's shown on multiple different stages that he can be successful with the move to Europe and that he will be successful with the move to Europe. One final thing, uh, as far as the Brazil squad is concerned, for me, Brazil having already qualified for the World Cup will open up these last couple of World Cup qualifiers and then the friendlies after that for cheats to try and maybe figure out what squad list 17 to 23 will look like, kind of those back-end names. I think the starting 11 is more or less set at this point, barring injury. Luan is a player who I think will be in that conversation, and I would not be surprised in the slightest to see him in the squads for either the end of August, September World Cup qualifiers or those October ones so that Cheech can work with him and, and can get a, a picture of, okay, what what exactly do I have here? So I think that national team call-up is coming. It's with regards to the World Cup that I think that question is. Question for you, Tom. Liverpool, the team that I think has been linked with Luan most Already a couple of Brazilians there, as we know, with Colchino and Firmino, and then, of course, Lucas as well. How do you think he would fit in at a club like at Liverpool? Would he would he be able to play that position there? Would he work well, or would a move to a different club maybe be better? It's a move that makes sense for a lot of reasons. I mean, I don't know how much truth there is behind it, but certainly it's, it's it seems like a sensible one for all the you know rumor mills to, to put two and two together. There's a big Brazilian contingent there 
Lucas obviously is a former former Gremio man himself, and you know, with Firmino, Coutinho, they could they could have quite a, a tasty little three man strike force right there. So, and also you've got to remember the fact you know now they're back in the Champions League, they're gonna need a bigger squad. They're they're looking at players who can come in, whether it be in Europe or in the Premier League, and and do a job. So I think Mane still is a doubt for the start of the season. So someone you know Luan could come in and pick up a starting position. I think. He would be given the chances. I think his style of play would fit the kind of high-intensity attacking style of play that Klopp's looking for. And as we said, the money doesn't seem ridiculous compared to some of the other players that have uh, been touted this summer. So it's it's one that does seem to make a lot of difference. You know, you'd like to think he'd settle, um, and he's certainly skillful enough. He might not necessarily be a starter in the same way that some of the, those other guys are but I, th- I think I think it's one that would would give him a ho- high profile certainly and would guarantee him maybe not week in week out but a lot of playing time so that it does seem to make a lot of sense from where I'm uh, sitting so yeah I think I think that is an interesting one maybe the physical nature and I, d- I think his aerial game is something that probably could be worked on I don't know what else you think is uh, areas of his game that that could be improved yeah, I mean, he's not the most physical of players, and therefore a physical playing style could throw him off. Uh, but, you know, he's dealt with tough, hard-nosed defenses in Brazil. You know, the most common style of play is for teams to sit back and absorb pressure when playing against a side that has as much talent as Grêmio has. And I think he's shown pretty well playing against that style. Yes, he could do to be a little bit stronger He's not really an aerial threat, and I, and I don't know necessarily that he ever will be. You know, that's something that might keep him from being a world-class player. But he's a very good player, and I think he's already polished himself to the point that he could jump right into a squad and, as you said, do a job or, or fit right in. Especially a squad like Liverpool that, as you rightfully pointed out, is going to have a lot of matches in the coming year. They're going to need players. They're going to need bodies. And he's a guy who could come in, you know, be dangerous off the bench when maybe the first choice 11 is out there. But then in a rotated side, also get that playing time that he needs and be quite dangerous. I think it would be a good move for him. Thinking about all the clubs that he's been linked with, I think it could be a good one. Final word from you, Tom. Any other clubs that maybe stick out as places that would be a good move for Luan, whether he's been linked there or not? Still time before the transfer window closes in Europe on August 31st. One final note, his contract runs until August of 2018. So right now, and if not right now, then probably January, you have to think Gremio will sell or they'll run that risk of, of losing him for nothing. But any clubs that maybe haven't been linked with Luan that you think should? It's a tricky one. I know Ronaldinho, another former Gremio boy, is, is, has been talking up a move to Barcelona, but I think that would be, I don't think that would be the, the ideal move for him. Um, I think really any sort of move to a, a top four league in Europe could even if it's a club that's kind of mid table, you know, where he could maybe be the the main man, you know, like if you saw him turn up at somewhere like Deportivo La Coruña or something like that, it, yeah, it might not be the level that he he should be at, but at the same time, it's somewhere he's going to get lots of, of game time and and he's going to be in that public eye playing against some of the big clubs. I don't think he necessarily needs to go to a Champions League or a club of of that level just yet because. If he does well in in Spain or in England or in Italy, maybe even Germany, 
a bigger club will will see that and, and will make a move. It could, it could be quite a, a shrewd signing for a club who just kind of appreciate that they might be a stepping stone for him. I mean, I, I do think the Liverpool move is a good one, but you know, you you could easily see him popping up at a, a, um, a Sevilla or Villarreal or sort of another one of those uh, Italian clubs who are, who are just kind of fighting to get into a Champions League spot. Maybe maybe Napoli. I think he would fit there quite quite nicely. I know that, that they do have. Champions League football already, but um, yeah, just I think someone who's got you know European aspirations, but doesn't necessarily have to be going to a super club just yet. You know, he's he's shown that you know he's willing to bide his time and uh, and take a take the long road to the top. So I think he's um, he's mature enough now to kind of to know that playing football is going to be the number one thing. So yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. I think he could um, he could surprise a few people in the next twelve months. It will be fun to watch because he is such a talented player uh, and he has been so entertaining to watch in his time in Brazil. Uh, he's made Gremio a very, very fun side to watch. Uh, and if that time is running out, it'll be a shame for Brazilian football. But I think he'll be an asset to just about any club uh, in Europe. That'll do it for this edition of the World Football Index Scouting Spotlight podcast. Uh, we'll be back with a couple more coming up. Be sure to follow us on Twitter as well as subscribe to our podcast on iTunes uh, to keep up with all the latest from the World Football Index. 